keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. You gotta let Welcome that load up. Everybody. What? Oh, all right. Oh, I'm hey, up all over the place. Goodbye. What are you eating there, Sky? Is that a cheeseburger? It's Shake Shack, brother. Oh, that's not just a cheeseburger. I always love to get the uh, the one with like the little cherry peppers on it, the double smoked mm. duck. It's delicious. Anyway, I'm uh, your resident fat guy, Dan St. Germain, hosting Russell Russ. I'm here with Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scott Chaplin, uh, thank you to everybody who came out to our holiday show. It was a blast. Future uh, fat guy, brother. That's my new name. What? Your future fat guy? Well, it's yeah, possible. like Nick Wayne. Your mom's thin, though, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your dad yeah. was, was thinnish. Uh, he was, but you know. Yeah. You get yeah. <laughs> you, know uh, when, you know when you just try to gain weight and die? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually where I've been the last couple months. Uh, oh. <laughs> I did work out today. I did cardio for an hour, folks, and, um, you know, firmly in the spot of not drinking. So, you know, trying to keep that going. Anyway, that's not what Dan considers uh, yelling at customer service cardio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, let's get to uh, our show. We got a big show to talk about. Um, There's some stuff that's in the news that we're going to talk about. Um, But first, uh, I want to say next week, we're just having a regular show. Uh, January 21st, the roast of Mantar. I'm not backing out of it, guys. January 27th, we're off Patreon this week. We did Wrestle Kingdom. Next week, I guess I'll just let you go. You know what? We'll do Royal Rumble 2000 next week because we were supposed to do the Power Slap League for Patreon. But now I think that may be out. I think that may be, at least for the time being, if you guys haven't been following news, we are a wrestling podcast. We're an MMA podcast. But Dana White uh, slapped his wife back at a club um, yeah which count which made him a professional wrestler for the week <laughs> for a week you know it wasn't like it wasn't like you know egregious like ray rice like decking a girl in an elevator but if you're gonna have if you're gonna run a power slap league and a week beforehand there's a video of you slapping your wife i mean i can't think of a worse pr timing they're talking about how he may have to step down from ufc all this kind of shit i mean i think that they're gonna probably definitely cancel the power slap thing i don't know about the ufc thing it really just depends on how much money they think that was power slap uh filmed already yes and he's all over it so they're like (laughs) i I was gonna say like at least these guys don't have to get slapped but goddamn to suffer all the slapped and no he's like i think he's like opening it like he's he's like you know it's very much like you know vince at the beginning of being like welcome to wrestlemania you know so it, it's it's not a great look, but I mean, what an insane! What an insane! Like you couldn't write that better, right? Like somebody who's about to 
<laughs> start a power slap league. Dude, it would be like let, let's make one up right now, all right? It would be like if like uh if like like Vince McMahon uh faked his own death, right? For a storyline, and then one of his uh wrestlers murders his family. <laughs> so then literally the next week you have to just come out and be like, "Hey everybody, <laughs> I know you thought I was dead, but no, no, no. A child is. It's actually a Watch child, the, a lady, and a guy, not me. That's the Vince Vice documentary, and I it just <laughs> it had a clip of him, um, you know, at that Monday Night Raw where he's like, look, he's just choking up talking about Benoit. Um, so he's the third person to choke up around Benoit that week. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty wild, man. The documentary is like, yeah, but. We'll get into that. Uh, there is some new Vince news that we'll talk about. But yes, we're going to be doing Royal Rumble 2000, January 16th, January 23rd, the roast of Nick Gage, January 27th. We are off for the uh, $10 tier this week. I did the 2007 Royal Rumble. Let me know if you'd rather me do Royal Rumbles this month or SmackDown. SmackDown is easier for me because it's two versus three hours, but I really did enjoy Royal Rumble 2007. That was the one where Umaga goes against John Cena, which was actually... Probably John Cena's first great match in the company, and uh, and then we and and then we have the Royal Rumble, which was was really fucking good that year. But you know, check it out, folks. But today we are doing our first ever two time roasty. That's right, folks. We're roasting Jericho again, and on honor of it being January sixth, and uh, Mrs. Jericho goes to Washington. Three years back, we decided, let's do Jericho again. Oh, yeah. Uh, happy January 6th. Uh, yeah, happy January 6th, guys. Who, uh, whoever celebrates. Whoever, so, that would be funny if it's like, becomes like a federal holiday in Kentucky or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You could see that happening. Um, but yeah, you know, we got to do a bright side. We already, our, our last bright side for Chris was like, like almost an hour. It was super, it was one of our longest bright sides ever. And the reason that it's one of our longest bright sides ever is because he's one of the best wrestlers ever. Uh, I'll just go through it. His kayfabe accomplishments real quick before we just talk about him in general, uh, inaugural AEW champion, IWGP intercontinental champion, pro wrestling illustrated feud of the decade, feud of the year, ring of honor, world champion, four time, WCW Cruiserweight Champion, WCW Television Champion, Undisputed WF Champion, three-time World Heavyweight Champion, two-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion, which is kind of a weird one to count, uh, nine-time Intercontinental Champion, two-time United States Champion, European Champion, Hardcore Champion, seven-time WWE Tag Team Champion, three-time Wrestling Observer Wrestler of the Year, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, ECW Television Champion, four-time best-selling author and most importantly he was on best week ever like me but I, I think that one of the things that the reason that chris has so many title runs and it's it's probably the biggest bright side about him as a wrestler is that him you know mick foley and a few other guys are the guys you go to when you need to make somebody because they know exactly how to do it um you know i i would say a lot of these title runs I don't remember the wins, but I remember Chris's losses, which says a lot about, uh, which says a lot about Jericho, you know, um, he's, he's probably the most selfless wrestler. He's probably the most selfless main eventer in a wrestler. And I, he's clearly very self-involved, but as far as like within bell to bell, he may be the most selfless man, ah, Daniel Bryan, number one, 
but he's probably Dude, he's I, I think he's so selfless and 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 wrestling fans can become so cynical that there's people just within the last few weeks since the action Andretti thing saying that he did that because wrestling fans know that's a good thing to do so we'd like him for it and it's not that he's selfless it's that he wants people saying oh how great is jericho people are like notice how we're not talking about andretti we're talking about how great jericho is and it's like well that's because we're smart fans who notice that shit that's not anybody's fault it's fucking not jericho's yeah it's it's you know jericho has obviously shit the bed a bunch of times but you know, when your job is to uh, wrestle in bed for however many years he's been doing it, you're gonna shit. You're gonna shit in it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's interesting doing this rose versus doing this roast a year ago, um, which I think is the last time we did the Chris Rose. It was like a year ago. Um, it's it, it's we are dealing with. I would say that this past year, there's been more bad than good from Jericho. Right? I mean. You know, like you had that great Ishii match. You had a really good Eddie Kingston match. Great Eddie Kingston match that Eddie that, won. That Eddie won. That Eddie won. But a lot of the stuff with the Jericho Appreciation Society has been total bomb. A lot of also st- Jericho got. You know, he beat Kingston after that, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, he Which did, and that- a really bad look, I think. Oh, I, I just, I mean, Kingston has just been kind of all over the. I mean, I don't know where that guy is now. I think he's in W A W jail. Yeah. Um, because he's he's not being he is not being worked at all. And if you yeah, want like to- what you think he got caught siphoning gas out of like uh <laughs> out of Tony's jet? <laughs> I don't know, man. But I know he would be like the perfect the perfect opponent for MJF. And they're not using him right now. And it's it's just very odd to me. But but is Tony such a smart, smart little mark that he knows all this is doing is making everybody go. We want Eddie. Where's Eddie? Eddie, 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 Eddie. And then no, like an underdog, like, like Danielson, you know, you know, like every guy that's become successful in WWE since maybe before punk for the last 20 years. Yeah, But remember, they were using the guy still. They just weren't using him to the way that we. To, they yeah, to, 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 yes, they were using them in a silly way or something. Yeah, yeah, like even like this past 2007 Rumble, and this was like before Punk was Punk. He still had a pretty good showing in the Rumble in the sense that, like, he lasted a while. Like he wasn't, he clearly wasn't the focal point or even the you know the top five focal points of it. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, he's good. Let's let's use him. Um, this feels a little bit more punitive to me, but it's all conjecture, man. It's all allegedly and. Nobody knows what really is going on. I'm sure that both the problem with Tony and Eddie Kingston is they're both, they both seem really annoying in exact opposite ways. So like, I I imagine both of those parts of them may anyway, this isn't, we should do a roast of Eddie Kingston, but this is not, (laughs) uh, but yeah, I, I think as far as, uh, as far as Chris is concerned, I mean, I really think he is the guy you go to i i just you know he's pretty good as an actor at time well he's good i just saw him in terrifier too which he only had like a little thing to do but he's really funny in mcgruber um and i don't think they should have leaned on him as much as they did this year but he was there to lean on you know like he 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 was a guy that you could you know i think him and moxley both probably both even though everyone's like oh they had mvp like Meltzer's like either one of those is wrestler of the year i'm like 
what are you talking about? Like there is, there is some element of you have to like be exciting and new and different to be wrestler of the year. It can't just be you held a company together because in that case, sting should have been best wrestler of the year for like 10 years in WCW. Yeah. Um, so I, I think those two guys got hurt from it a lot, but you know, like Chris Jericho is one of these guys too, where it's like, I mean, I mentioned some good things and some bad things he's done the past year, as far as in wrestling, he could have another Renaissance and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Like he's one of those guys that I'm sure will have. I'm, I'm almost. I'm sure we'll have another Renaissance. It, he's almost like Nick Cage in that way, where it's like Nick Cage makes a bad movie, and you're like, yeah, I know this sucks, but wait, and then all of a sudden Pig comes out or Mandy comes out. Like I, Jer- Jericho's kind of the same way, where it's like, yeah, this sucks, but just wait a little bit. Just wait a little bit. It's going to get great again. Sure, but I maybe I'm wrong because you know you do have people flipping through the channels. Um, but I do think he's also maybe a little overused in in AEW. Um, oh, absolutely, and and, and, absolutely. and that's a and that's a reason that he's also looked on negatively. Whereas, if he was smart, or again, maybe he does actually need to be on television. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't look at ratings and shit like that, or whatever they look at to decide whatever Tony decides. But um, if if he's never off TV, you're gonna have stale moments and. If you think about the great and think about, look, Jericho has better feuds in a year than like anybody. It's just he also has four other feuds and they're the fucking worst. Yeah. Like I, Jericho I, never has a bad year. He'll have two of the worst feuds. He, no, he has bad years for him. He doesn't have bad. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, but yeah. Because, you know, Chris, Jer- 20, Chris Jericho's 2022 is better than. 98% of professional wrestlers 2022s, you know? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I think you're right. I think if he was used as much as Christian, well, it was used, like we would have a whole different opinion. Oh, on. we would be like, he is the greatest to yeah, you know, ever. Yeah. motherfucking boots, yeah. But he's just, you know, there's only so much, you know, there's only so much that guy can do. And it's just, uh, you know, he needs to be having more like Terry Funk style matches. I think that's why the Ishii match was so good is he needs to be having more brawls. Yeah. And I fucking hate, even though it's got five stars for Meltzer, I fucking hated their no holds barred Jericho appreciation versus Blackpool Combat Society match where like Brian was getting choked out in the middle of the ring, which is what the Omaga Cena finish was, by the way. But like it, wow. it, it just wasn't as, uh, yeah, just, I, I just did not dig it. Um, but maybe that's it. Maybe you put him in, you know. I mean, there's a reason he was a nine-time intercontinental champion and not a ten-time world champion. You know, like maybe you put him always in the upper mid-card. You know, he'll always flourish in that environment. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think also it's like, I mean, you know, the other guys were Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. So sorry, everybody that's born. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can't really. It ain't happening, period. I mean, to this day, if you've noticed, like Stone Cold Steve Austin got the biggest pop of 2022. And everyone is praying to God that the Rock main events this WrestleMania or the WWE has uh, failed on an opportunity. Like, it's wild how big those guys are, you know? Well, you know, people are, people are, uh, there are clapping back a little bit at, at Rock and Roman. And they're like, oh, it should be Rock and Cody. 
And I'm like, it should oh. be Rock Roman, dude. It's got to. I mean, it's got to be Rock Roman, right? I mean, that's bigger dude, than it's Rock Re- Cena. Almost. It is WrestleMania. Than Rock Cena? It's it's close. It is WrestleMania in Hollywood. The Rock is Hollywood's biggest star. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is WWE's biggest champion of the last fucking since who won Cena years yeah, ago. Cena, you know, so sure. it's like. This is such an amazing story that needs to be told. If it is not told because whatever the rock like if the it's all in the rock's court, right? Well, it'll um, 100% happen if the rock wants it to happen. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I mean. What I'm saying is if this doesn't happen, uh genuinely, shame on the rock. <laughs> well, I because, think it may happen just cuz of black Because Adam, it is you know? it is literally such an amazing uh, going well, I was gonna say going back, but me and Dan just recorded the Patreon about Wrestle Kingdom before this. But you know, we talked about Osprey and Omega on that, and that, uh, you know, The Rock and Roman have a chance to tell a a story like they told a story, and I don't mean in ring like oh pro wrestling like they did, no, but I mean a thing that you're watching and you go, God damn, what a what a moment, what. How are we all moved by this? That's what the Rock and Roman can do. Uh, I think the only problem is, is that you know, Rock, Rock. The last time Rock wrestled was ten years ago, and he tore his pec. I don't think it's about that. Again, it's like, well, another, another. Hey, everybody, join the Patreon. That's a new thing. Twenty twenty three. No more shame and spend five dollars for the Patreon. (laughs) But uh, on the Patreon, we talked about Sasha Banks' uh, debut in New Japan. And how the pictures look so amazing and the moment was kind of flawed, right? Yeah. Uh, but the pictures look great. And the Rock Roman pictures are worth whatever the fuck happens in that ring if the Rock can't perform that great. I don't care. They need to look at each other in that ring. Yeah. I, uh, it's got to happen, dude. It'll be uh, okay. And well, now the new, let's just talk about this because Robert's not here and we got to get to the roast portion and Robert's. Not here yet, but um, and if we get through this story and he still hasn't gone, then we're just going to do the roast part. But yeah, yeah, apparently Vince McMahon is returning. He's not returning to run it. He's returning to sell the company, which sounds yeah. like a Vince McMahon storyline. <laughs> I feel like that was the entire invasion storyline. Um, going as far as to say, if he's not brought back. He won't support or approve any media rights deal or sale. Wow. So I didn't hear that part. Well, folks, guess what? I was supposed to have my kickoff call this week or next <laughs> with Stone Cold Law for Peacock uh, to get the ball going on that. And we were supposed to be setting up that call this month. And uh, Wait, I hear a chant, hey. Dan. I hear a chant. Hold on. You deserve it. Oh, thank you. That's the nicest. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's 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 better. Oh, that, that that yeah. Well, it's better than you guys announcing which wrestler got a peacock. I read. I read. Uh, I read, I read that uh, one of the um one of the um caveats for Dragon Lee signing with with NXT is that he wanted to make sure he still had his animation deal. I'm not making this up, which is just right. Which I don't think we talked about that last week, but shout outs to WWE for getting Dragon Lee. He he fucking rules, man. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's probably pissed off at this news more than anybody else. Um, How, but but, so now what do you think this means though? And I mean, I know we're going to learn more. So I guess what's going on uh, listeners is, is Vince McMahon, does like we've been saying have all the power in wwe in terms of like shit that can actually get done 
kind of, correct? Not not storylines, but like you know, the real thing, owning a company. It's his. They have the statement. Yeah, so it's basically his in terms of percentage of owning a thing. He can like elect people onto the board. So say he be- just becomes a Nazi for some reason, he could just turn WWE into the- a Nazi party because he can elect whoever he wants to onto a board. Yeah, so he elected I mean, I'm gonna two read this. people onto the board, right? Yeah, this go is ahead and read PR it. Newswire. Okay. Vince McMahon, the founder and controlling shareholder of World Wrestling Entertainment, announced today that he has taken necessary actions, um, necessary actions communicated to WWE's board of directors today via written consent, include the election to the board, Mr. McMahon, as well as Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. These are former WWE co-presidents and board members. So he wants to bring the old the old guard back. Which is crazy because Nick Khan is the guy who got you a ton of money from your media rights deal anyway. Um, he expects to assume the role of executive chairman of the board. Uh, his new role will enable unified decision making through the company's upcoming media rights negoci- negotiations and a parallel full review of the company's strategic alternatives, which Mr. McMahon believes is the right course of action and in the best interests of WWE and WWE shareholders amidst the current dynamics in the media and entertainment industry. industry. WWE is entering a critical juncture in its history with the upcoming media rights. Uh, the only way for WWE... Mr. McMahon has said the only way for WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity is for me to return as executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiations for our media rights and to combine that with a review of strategic alternatives. My return will allow WWE, as well as any transaction counterparties, to engage in these processes, knowing they will have the support of the controlling shareholders. So basically, this is the ultimate dig dick wagging uh move that i've ever seen we nothing is fucking happening uh until i'm at the head of the table robert what a perfect time for you to join we already went through the bright side of jericho so right after this we're going to go into the roast um what the fuck does this mean sorry i'm late i was busy pressing mr mcmahon's suit uh, it needs to look good for the for the triumphant return of our our fearless leader. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is what I said was going to happen when you guys talked about would Vince come back. I said yes, and I think in his own ego, he thinks he's the only guy who can negotiate the media rights deal. And as the majority shareholder, he still wants a seat at the table. And Logan Roy is going to do everything he can to uh, to right the ship there at WWE. Uh, it's either going to be he's going to get the media rights deal for them to sell the company or he's going to get the media rights deal. And he's just never going to give back control like Caesar. And this isn't going to end until Hunter stabs him. I mean, is, is it a possibility that he gets in and he just fires Hunter and Stephanie? Can he do that? Does he have that power? If if he's taking control of the board and he's he's back there and he's got you know his his cronies with him, he can make an argument that says, "Here's what we need, and we need to clear out the people who were jeopardizing the 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 company." This is a WWE civil war we're seeing. This hey, is, hey Dan, yeah. ask ask me why I think this happened. Why? Uh, now why did it happen now this week, yeah. yes. January fifth? Because on January 4th, the greatest professional wrestling match happened 
outside of WWE. It did not happen in the WWE ring. It was wrestling so and you, sports entertainment. You think that Vince is coming back after watching Omega Osprey? I think Triple yes. H and Stephanie and Nick Khan said, Hey, Pop. Hey, Pop. We need you. <laughs> Everyone's going to go over to New Japan. I mean, have, have all the. Oro Omigato. I thought there was like Mano. I thought there was going to be like an HBO documentary, real sports thing coming. Like it's not all the bad me, all the bad press isn't done. He's trying to sell it uh, before all that. Okay. But the only defense Hunter has is they didn't just spend $3 million on Sasha Banks. And then they just showed that promo from Wrestle Kingdom and the shareholders (laughs) are like, Oh, thank God we saved some money. I literally, I took my video off so I could wander through the apartment and look for my phone because I wanted to read Mike's text uh, when we sent the Vince and thing because Mike said uh, Vince is going to make that. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Talking about Sasha Banks? I don't know. Oh, he said he's, he's going to make that Mercedes Monet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not Monet. It's not money. It's Monet. Monet. No, first of all, her character in New Japan is just Carmella. Like, it's. it's, she, it's she went out as Carmella. She didn't. She had like a traditional Japanese uh, kimono on. I guess she had a kimono. She went up there and talked about how she's money and then botched a move. She's Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can't argue there, but all right. Sasha, we Robert, love you. Big how- fan of the show. You're doing big things for women's wrestling uh, in the world. I mean, you're a big fan of our show. Yes. Yeah, well, so is Chris And Jericho. I'm a big fan of you. I'm a big Sasha show. fan. But Robert, before <laughs> we get to Jericho, um, two questions. One, what are the obstacles facing Vince? in in this maneuver and two what do you see happening if you had to fucking make a if you had to make a bet right now as 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 the only person on our podcast with a law degree what do you see happening i think what needs to happen and what's probably occurring right now is there are phone calls that are being made to nbc universal and to fox by the current board who are basically need in writing that they will not negotiate with Vince. And if Vince comes back, they will not be at the table because Vince's position here is I will get you the best media rights deal, whether it is a streaming deal, whether it is a network deal, whether it's keeping USA, whatever it is. And I am the guy as the majority shareholder who's going to put you in that position. And if Fox and NBC both come out and say, you were not transparent in your dealings with us in the past, the $19 million misappropriation of money uh, was a problem. You retired. You were gone. If you come back, we are not going to negotiate with you going forward. Then it's an easy decision. If NBC and Fox say, look, we don't want to deal with like you know low-rent people like Dan St. Germain, but we are willing to negotiate <laughs> with you, Vince. And if Vince is saying, I'm going to get you the best deal – you know, there there's not a lot of, of wiggle room and options, and it comes down to if Vince is going to come well, back. I have another to question. do the negotiation. He and Fox say we're not going to negotiate, but Cablevision says that they will, or Discovery says. That well, they that's will. what it's going to. That's so. That's the next step of it. I mean, Discovery is is uh, they're not going to touch them because they have Dynamite. Yes, yeah. that's Warner Discovery. So right. Warner's already off the table. Hulu. Is is partially controlled by Disney. I don't know that Disney. I mean, they have the deal right now. I don't know if Disney wants to touch Vince. 
it's going to be, it's going to wind up being a weird game of chicken and it's going to be what the, I mean, the market shot up on the announcement of Vince, but we'll see what people's responses are. And it was so fascinating to me that the market shot up. Like, is it just, they're just like, Oh, new something new. It's something new, but WWE has been outpacing the market for quite a while now. Like people are excited about the proposition that, uh, that they have and I don't think that people are thrilled about Vince coming back in the same way. Look what happened to poor John Laurinaitis this week, you know, says he's going to do an appearance and it just gets, un, you know, insane negative responses. What appearance was he about to do? I, I don't know. He was at some something or other and they, they canceled it. But uh, for for Vince, it has to be he's coming back with a very narrow path of I'm the guy who can negotiate. The the media happens, deal and John Laurinaitis call and fire himself. How does that happen? <laughs> yeah, no, he calls up Vince and has him do it like a cameo. Like he he charges him five hundred dollars, and then Vince just yells, "You're fired." That that's his revenue stream right now. Um, but uh, no, what ultimately has to like Vince would have to narrowly crap what his role is and say, "I'm going to do the media stuff, but I'm not going to touch the creative or whatever it is." Because uh, I think if that happens. It's gonna be it's gonna be a mess. Well, part of the reason uh, if, he's coming back though is that he hates the creative, right? I mean, that's the rumor on the street anyway. Well, no, part of the reason why he's coming back is he hates the life that he has outside of there and doesn't yeah. want to be a human being. He just wants to run a wrestling company. So, what do you think is going to happen? How do you think this turns out? It's it's hard to tell. This is this is brand new. I think he's going to try to make this leverage power play. I have to imagine that Nick Khan saw this coming and has something in his back pocket to either say, hey, they're not going to negotiate with you, or fuck this, I'm out. And if he leaves, I think the stock is going to plummet. And that's the only you know ace in the hole that he has, which is, <laughs> all right, you come back and I'm gone. Well, here's a question. Could there be a mole? Could Triple H be in cahoots with Vince? No, it's everybody. Hall. Can e- <laughs> can everybody be trusted? And also, you know, do some people go, yeah, Vince, uh, could you see someone there going, Vince should be in there with us selling this? What the fuck are we thinking? It's his place. Now, is yeah, he trying guy, to jump in? Named Bruce Pritchard? Also, also, is he trying to jump in now because they are also trying to sell it? Uh, it's possible and they need his sign off. And he's just like, I'm the guy who's going to get you the best deal. Um, because, you know, he's a he's Because a remember when Nick Scott. took over, we were going, Nick is taking over so they can sell it. That's what everybody thought. Nick is coming by to help them sell this motherfucker to Disney or some major company. Then all of that stopped, and it was like, oh, Nick is kind of running the ship. Vince is gone. Well, now Vince is back, and he wants it to go. So maybe they both want it to go. I think he's going to bring back the NWO and they're going to finally kill <laughs> wrestling. Uh, this is a happy day for, for Tony Khan. That's pretty much all I know. Wait, do you uh, think that though? I don't know, man. It, it, dude, the sex scandal brought more eyes back to fucking WWE. You know? No, like- yeah. But the thing is, is that the WWE became an attractive place for people to want to go. And they started abandoning Tony Khan left and right. Like, Everybody he thought he was being nice to, uh, you know, to, to belabor the the metaphor that he's Lisa Simpson with the pool, 
Yeah, but and but, now somebody has a better pool and they all just kind of abandoned him. Yeah, but again, this isn't Vince coming back and like I'm taking charge and oh no, now we got to deal with Vince again. This is Vince coming back saying we're selling it to somebody. Like what if they sell it to some superior organization, you know? The Saudis? <laughs> <laughs> what if the Cohen brothers want to start making wrestling? <laughs> Finally, Mansoor gets the push he needed. Um, all right, well, let's get to the roast of Jericho. I'll start first. This is our second roast of Jericho. Um, I am going to sing a little bit on this one, but it's not going to be as long as the last time, so I apologize. Uh, in the world of wrestling, he's known as a wrestling legend. In the world of music, he's known as a wrestling legend. He looks like your mom's divorced friend who dances with you too close at a family function and says, I wish all the guys were like you. <laughs> uh no one can forget his feud with michaels because he mentions it every five seconds with his shirt off he looks like et on his deathbed <laughs> you may know him from downfall or when his wife looked through his dms <laughs> wrestled in wcw awa ecw aew before finishing his career in aa he got, he got in Lesnar's face, who then kissed his forehead. Chris has had so many facelifts, Brock thought he was making up with Sable. Oh. He was on the show Talking Dead, which you may know by its other name, Larry King Live. Was that a Robert joke? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he said that CM Punk was a locker room cancer and that Jake Roberts was a locker room, all the other diseases. <laughs> he wears his scarf tight so his opinions don't fall out of his head <laughs> he donated 2500 along with tyler breeze to stop alberta forest fires and an additional 2500 to tyler breeze who couldn't get his money back from alberta forest fires <laughs> he looks like what would happen if the cowardly lion drove the bang bus <laughs> <laughs> made several network television appearances as the reoccurring role first guy eliminated He's very generous, donating to several wrestlers' medical funds. He only asks if his wife calls. They tell her he was out donating the night before. <laughs> and Chris actually had Jim Johnson release a uh, new version of his theme song after his uh, wife uh, went to the Capitol on January 6th. I have some lyrics here. Don't bail my wife out! For those <laughs> bail, take your seat. Need some time alone like Tony Atlas needs feet. Step into the Senate, don't bail my wife out. Dookie on Pelosi, don't bail my wife out. That's it. <laughs> Robert. Uh, yes, all right. Uh, today, Chris Jericho becomes the first person we've roasted twice because there's a lot of meat on the bones. By that logic, we could get at least five more roasts out of Conrad Thompson. <laughs> Chris Jericho's wife stormed the Capitol because she still can't get over the fact they wouldn't legally change his name to Stinko Malenko. <laughs> Chris Jericho's <laughs> wife stormed the Capitol because Fozzie's album wasn't in the Library of Congress. <laughs> Chris Jericho's wife stormed the Capitol because being married to a wrestler means she thought everything, including elections, were a work. <laughs> Chris Jericho's wife stormed the Capitol, but couldn't get through the barriers because Chris never taught her how to break the walls down. Chris Jericho's wife stormed the Capitol because the thought of life in prison sounded better than having to listen to another episode of his podcast. 
Chris Jericho is the Ayatollah of rock and roll, and his music has committed more atrocities than the actual Ayatollah. <laughs> Chris Jericho is the man of a thousand and four holds, and based on his podcast, none of them include a hold on reality. <laughs> on his podcast, Jericho has welcomed flat earthers, Sandy Hook deniers, and 9-11 debunkers. But enough about his interview with AJ Styles. <laughs> Jericho debuted on Raw with The Rock, and now on AEW is overshadowed by a pair of scissors. <laughs> Chris Jericho calls himself the Ocho, one for every ab you can't actually see. <laughs> the Jericho Appreciation Society is such a sad group of delusional sycophants that even they couldn't get elected Speaker of the House. <laughs> Chris Jericho's wife stormed the Capitol because after attending all those shows at Daly's Place, she was just excited to see a full crowd. <laughs> Chris Jericho's wife stormed the Capitol because she's still mad Trump picked Lashley instead of him. <laughs> Chris Jericho got into a real-life backstage brawl with Goldberg just so he could hear his dad, Bret Hart, say, I love you. <laughs> Jericho starred in the Sci-Fi Channel movie Android Apocalypse, which is about Dave Melcher's quest to take over the world. <laughs> Jericho played a KKK Grand Dragon in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. After seeing her husband on screen as a Klansman, Chris's wife came immediately. <laughs> Chris appeared on Best Week Ever, a VH1 show filled with has-been celebrities and never were comedians. Hey, Dan, weren't you on that show? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Jericho was the host of the ABC show Downfall, not to be confused with the Hitler movie Downfall, which Chris's wife watches on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho competed on The Masked Singer. Maybe if Chris's wife had a mask, we wouldn't have seen a photo of her storming the Capitol. <laughs> Chris Jericho has hosted several rock and wrestling cruises because being trapped on a boat with a bunch of drunk wrestling fans is a pretty good opening line for his obituary. <laughs> Chris Jericho's wife stormed the Capitol because meeting Donald Trump was the closest she was going to come to meeting a WWE Hall of Famer. Oh. And finally, Chris Jericho didn't storm the Capitol because he just doesn't have a body for cardio. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Chris Jericho, not just a wrestler. Jericho is also known for hair metal and beer belly. <laughs> Uh, action Andretti, Ricky Starks, Jericho will put over any young person except Greta Thunberg. <laughs> uh, Jericho thinks wrestling characters should constantly grow and change, but not America. <laughs> He's the first guy I remember doing strong style. He used to wrestle so stiff. Now he wrestles so stuffed. <laughs> hell yeah um <laughs> uh he started the J uh, jas after his wife started being probed by the cia <laughs> he sings like chris cornell in the shower oh, i'm gonna say that again i think chris cornell killed himself in the shower right so he sings like chris oh, cornell okay. in the shower <laughs> yes. if i'm wrong about that Either way, ah, ha, ha, ha. That joke killed <laughs> Woo. itself. Jericho thinks he could have stopped 19 terrorists from do doing 9-11. That's right. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
when he couldn't even stop one friend from killing his wife and kid. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh working stiff, Scott Chaplin. All right, just like two more things. I think uh, Chris Jericho is just Bret Hart. If Bret Hart was allowed to listen to music, <laughs> <laughs> like if you were like music corrupts you, you'd be like, look, this is a brain not on music, and it would be Bret Hart. Then it was like if it was exposed to music, Chris Jericho. And finally, you know, a lot of people are saying that, oh, Chris Jericho, he supports storming the Capitol because his wife stormed the Capitol. And you know what? Maybe that was true at first, but uh, due to n- new information. Chris Jericho uh, believes that that the FBI was responsible for January 6th. And so now he believes his wife is uh, a part of the FBI. (laughs) He's he's changed the locks and that's it. It's just that's what I said. (laughs) Uh, All right. Jericho, our only two time roaster. Got some got some hard ones in there for him. Let's get to dynamite or dud. Hour one, Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho. I may have to leave the podcast a little early just to give everybody a heads up. Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho, uh, a Hangman Adam Adam Page and John Moxley segment, and the Acclaimed versus TNA. Uh, What do you think (laughs) about this first hour, Robert? Uh, Crowd was super hot for this show. They were really happy to be there. There were the new graphics, the new stage. Everything looked sleek. It looked good. I may not have gone with red and blue as the colors, just because those are pretty well synonymous with another company that Vince is going to torpedo and destroy. Uh, But glad they got... I I hate interrupting you, but you just seem like you might know... Dan loves it. (laughs) You might... I, I just feel like you might have an answer for this. Is there a fucking reason people use red and blue? Like, is it like a... Is there a study that shows that people stop at red? I mean, I get it, America, but like, why red and fuck? Like, why? Yeah, there, I mean, there are reasons why, but for the, for AEW to use it, it felt kind of strange. Yeah, uh, no, I that- agree. I, I'll say this, though. Yellow and black, when I first saw it, I wanted to shoot myself, and then I fell in love with it. So I'm sure we'll fall in love, but... I, I'm sure you will. I think the weird thing is they changed the stage... And their video game has still not come out. <laughs> so the game oh is already out. Oh my gosh. No, Robert. Uh, so no. now it's going to already look like a, like uh, a like an antiquated fossil of a game. Robert which always is ruining strange. shit, right? And he's yeah, right. That's a great, that is a one, great fucking damn, point, though. That damn. What do point. they do? Anyway, uh, they, you, I'm sure there'll be someone out How there. Is... They'll do a create an arena. No, and yeah, it. you know what? It's probably whatever that background is. It's probably easier to replace a background than we think. You and know? to get rid of like the the Cody and the like, actual moving cup. parts. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jericho and Starks, like crowd was super into Starks. They were excited to see Jericho. This is the same crowd that saw you know the Jericho Shawn Michaels WrestleMania match. So they were like there for it. The match was good, and then they just got way too overbooked and convoluted. Like the belt, sh- the the bat shot should have been the finish of the match. You oh, could have hit Ricky Starks with the bat, and it would have been fine. I, I didn't think you needed to keep Ricky. going. Oh, you mean you mean the end of it? You mean the actual fighting? You don't mean um? No, no, I mean the end of the match, like the well, match. No, like- but him hitting him and then Ricky kicking out and beating him—that's like the—that's the best. Dude, if I wanted to see 13 finishers, I would have been up at 2 a.m. watching Wrestle Kingdom. Like, but it was it was fun. Like, this man. I also get like that action Andretti is the only baby face in the company who's allowed to be unstoppable, which is weird. Um, but you know, you're they're trying to build that guy. Cool. 
Uh, the Hangman Moxley thing would have been great if it wasn't for that audio fuck up, which was seeing Moxley get more mad at the audio guy than he was at Hangman Page was infinitely more enjoyable. Like him just dropping F bombs and that because he really wanted to get that one line out about you getting your flowers. And he just kept saying it and saying it. Uh, poor fucking guy. Uh, the Brit Jamie backstage thing I thought was was, was good at setting up. Hour. That was second hour. No, no. Second hour was the uh, Soraya thing. Yeah, yeah. Hour one was Britain and Jamie. Well, I guess I'm. Uh, it's fine. Uh, Hook and Jungle Boy, great promo. It was a second and a half, and Taz sold it well. So that worked. Uh, Brian Daniels and Tony Nese, a main event anywhere in the world. Like, I get it. Kill the guy dead. That's fine. Uh, and then it led to that MJF promo, which I, I never, it kind of was just there for me in a lot great. of ways. It was the first one where I was like, was this written by like WWE? <laughs> you know, yes. Champions very... suck. Ch- Champions cut promos stink. We think they're great because we remember Ric Flair holding a title belt and talking about how he's the best. A champion cutting a promo. Rick doesn't uh, even remember in that. In terms of in terms of storyline, he can't say anything. What can he say? I'm the best, and no, and leave me alone. It's like uh, shockingly it enough. Uh, I think we're the only ad-free show that Rick hasn't buried in the last two weeks. It's yeah, you gotta you gotta want they are and Bischoff and everybody on that network. You know when a champion's promo is good, it's when he talks about how he needs it. I need this thing. This can only be mine. That's when a champion's promo is good. But otherwise, okay. But part of the problem was giving Danielson that whole like your mother's a whore thing. Like he's not great with that. He's good at like the, I I disagree in the sense that MJF when he was on I think it was Sam Roberts' show and he was laying the foundation for his feud with with Danielson it was perfect it was look you're a good wrestler cool there's a lot of guys that are good wrestlers you're not the complete package I'm already a better in ring competitor than you and I can talk on the microphone and I'm a guy you can build a company around like fuck you that's a good story Max having to go out there and do the whole like it looks like your mom fucked a goat which does feel very WWE bad. Well, also, uh, he, and then use this angle. Sorry to interrupt again, Robert. But like, I, I know they do this with WWE a lot. Like they bring up WWE too much, but he can say to him, like, look, the time that the major company gave you the ball, you fucking choked, you know, like, even though he had to leave because of injury. But I mean, that's, that's one thing he could do. But that's with. what, yeah, but there's that. And then it was like, and then pointing out like, Hey, I'm going to make you jump through a bunch of hoops because I did that three times already is more, or just calling out how bad the storytelling is. And I think that's why it didn't feel as organic or exciting as it could have been. I think there was a good promo somewhere within what was a way too long promo that you didn't need to do just to get to, hey, now they shouldn't have also revealed the stipulation. It's the same thing they did with the best of seven series. It's like, if you win all your matches between now and then, you're going to get an Iron Man match. Okay, well, there's no way they're not going to pay that off now. So the next month of TV, you can just kind of take off. I feel like that's every MJF feud too, which is yes. like we are going to throw uh, 10 guys at you until I allow you to fight me. And uh, I don't know. Can we just do something a little more creative? I do understand that it sets up some great matches. And this is the whole time they're doing but, it. They did it with Wardlow. They did it with Jericho. They did it with Punk. They right? did it with Punk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did it with Cody, dude. Yes. Cody, remember, yeah. remember, he got to a fucking um beat Cody with the belt before he ever beat Wardlow with the belt, right? 
Yeah. Also, so an, like, Iron, an Iron Man what match. The fuck, guy. Iron Man match, not the best display of, of Max. Yeah, yeah. I thought but, this was. But, yeah. Robert, I will say, I think that's why it's going to be damn good. Because I, th- I think I, we're going to go, oh, wow, what an amazing display can, of Max. No, he can. Okay, but, so he can deliver in an hour long match. The problem with that is he can deliver in an hour long match, and then people are going to be like, oh, fuck, he's really good as opposed to him saying he's really good and then hiding behind other shit this could have been or i thought they were going to go like submission match or something like like something that's danielson's specialty and then if you know max wins by some cheap what like he knocks him out and then the referee has no choice but to you know give him the the win or whatever like that's that's a good way out and iron man just for him to go an hour with danielson is going to be a, a badge of honor and it's going to take away him being the shitty cowardly. I want to see you get your ass kicked champion. Instead, okay. What if like, he spends the first half go. hour avoiding Danielson to the point where he doesn't even get to touch him. He's Brie, just... Bella, Brie Bella tried that and she's already pregnant. So, <laughs> Brother have MJF come out Vaseline over his entire body. So for like the first 20 minutes, every time Danielson t- even comes close to him, he slips off of him. I will say I I'm, I'd rather Bunny see this shit. I'd rather see him against Lance Storm because they're back and forth on Twitter. Uh, yeah, which I just saw that. Was so fucking good. Um, but yeah, Lance taking the shot at him, and he's like, "If Dean and I had a kid, he would be a good good wrestler as Brian Danielson. I'd have to have a kid with Miz to produce MJF." <laughs> and then MJF was like, "Yeah, the only way you that would require you to have to have sex with a woman." He's like, "No," and Lance is like, "No, there's IVF." which means there's chance for you to someday be a father. Like, it was so fucking good. I want to see Lance Storm and MJF wrestle uh, at whatever the hell the next pay-per-view is. Oh, yeah. Lance is, Lance is one, awesome dude. Uh, secondly, awesome wrestler. Even more important than a wrestler, he's like a wrestler's wrestler, which is, uh, I think, wrestling fans' favorite kind of wrestler. Where <laughs> every time you talk to somebody, if they have wrestled Lance Storm... He is top five. Like, they'll go, oh, Lance is the easiest guy I've ever worked with. Like, if you have worked Lance, you have nothing but compliments. Uh, to, that and like Lance. Lane's another one. But yeah, yeah. Um, was this also, so the acclaim for TNA, that was this hour. Was that second hour? That was second hour. Oh, well, I fucked that up. So second I hour, loved that. I loved that. Acclaim versus TNA, uh, Swerve versus AR, Scott. Uh, Soraya interview. Oh, no, sorry, the acclaimed Jarrett thing was was our one. I apologize. I I skipped over well, it. I I, I will uh, say I, I liked it in the sense that they gave they they gave you the thing that you actually wanted the most out of it, which was two seconds of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett as tag champions, and all of us going no, what <laughs> <Yeah>. the <fuck?" laughs> and then them reversing the decision. No, so, no, they gave you the two seconds of what they gave you two seconds of what you really wanted, which was Max Caster doing the ankle lock. Which was the funniest fucking thing, dude? So good. <laughs> that pr- that fucking promo was unbelievable, dude. Um, I don't think. And by the way, I don't think uh, ne- neither Max Caster or Jay Lethal have as good of an elbow as Kari Sane. All right, keep truth, going. Truth, crickets. <laughs> That's my hot take. <laughs> Dan That's the Stan is New what Japan we call. Corner. Yeah, Dan the. St- Dan the Stan. <laughs> I am Dan the Stan. Dan the Stan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
what were we the hell were we just talking yeah, all about? your guys criticisms your scott's like wb storylines suck and robert's like aw storylines don't make sense and i'm like i like the blue pants better in this match. yeah i know you're like more no, glitter no, no. on her first cheeks. of all blue pants was on uh dark uh, elevation and she lost to julia hart <laughs> That's right. which is actually true i saw it on the bottom of the screen i was like leave oh a bit it's julia hart can't that wait to watch so that fucking funny <laughs> Well, anyway, I loved this first hour. Uh, that was a lot to the crowd. That crowd was wild as hell. But also the matches were so damn fun. I thought the first match was great. Um, the acclaimed match was such a blast. I watched it with Khalees. Khalees happened to be in the room during it. And she was genuinely just uh, overjoyed with how fun it was. Uh, she thinks the acclaimed is so cool and cute, you know. You know how some people watch wrestling? They go, oh, my God, adorable. Holy shit, this is the cutest. Uh, You're just putting him over because Max is a fan of yours now. No, but I mean, she <laughs> but she also said it was so funny. She said that uh, that Jarrett looks like and this was not prompted. She said that Jarrett looks like like the older uh, wrestling action figures. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were talking about how it's like, yeah, now we have new ones. Why this one? Like, why bring out this one still? I thought that was such an amazing observation for someone who's never seen him in, in their life. He does look like a 90s porn star. You are. He right. looks like an LJN figure always, dude. By the way, the acclaim turning into the Dudleys and inventing like the Scissor Me Timbers, such great marketing. Dude, a, it's just, it's great, all great move. All crowd perfect, was just happy. Man. They were just they, they were happy to see a Jarrett match, and the sign in the crowd, "I paid to see Jarrett," said no one was fucking fantastic. Dude, you, <laughs> you see a uh, Dax's new podcast, right? I think the I, I think yeah, I listened to the first one, two episodes out. Um, but yeah, I I just listened to a clip where he talks about the acclaimed and how you know they actually asked to to wrestle them, even though they knew you know they knew they remember they didn't obviously. They never won the AEW titles this time around when we thought they were going to FTR and stuff. And it went to the acclaimed. They were super over. Well, I guess FTR uh, was like, we should still wrestle them and lose. And just talking about how over they were. It was like, it, it was very cool to see Dax acknowledge that they are too undeniably over to not be the champions. Yeah. yeah they're. I mean, they're, I mean, I think that the next thing that they're going to do I mean, I would keep these titles on until I have. I would have the Bucks take them off him, and then have the Acclaim take them back from the Bucks. I think that that's the next. Just because those promos are going to be a shitload of fun. First of all, well, the Bucks are going to be focused on being trios champ, yeah. which is super prestigious. Look, I think I I pray I hope that FTR somehow stays with AEW when their contracts are up, and at some point they need to get those AEW titles. Well, we'll see, folks. They were in an hour two, which we had Swerve versus AR Scott. Well, they were they were in Japan. I mean, that would have been Fox, a tough sorry. travel. Uh, Soraya interview, Gun FTR, <laughs> Kiera and Sky Blue versus Jade Cargill and Red Velvet. And uh, our main event for the TNT title, Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen. Uh, what did you think about the second hour, Scott? I really enjoyed it. I haven't commented on the... Uh like the new production yet. Obviously it looks a lot more like WWE, right? But there's parts of that that are super beneficial. I do think it is a lot sleeker. Um, I was hoping for a few more different camera angles, you know, but after watching new Japan Wednesday morning, I, I would have never been happy with how someone else filmed wrestling, you know, 
Bro, so it's the improvements amazing. are better. I love the announce table, like the sleekness of where they announced, like how that is all set up. I like, I think that's filmed really well. Bro, okay, can I just, I, I want to ask Robert a question because this is a Southern Sports Entertainment plug. I watched Royal Rumble 2007 this week. Really good show. But for as amazing as WWE is in production, it is fucking fascinating to me how Kevin Dunn keeps missing the easiest shots ever. Like, even in this rumble, there were stories that the package people had put in that he then forgot about when he was when he was trying to film this. How how is he supposed to, he's the head of production, right? So like he's shouldn't... the head of production, but part of it, not to you know, any chance I can bear, any chance I can get to bury Kevin Dunn, I will take it. But when it comes to the rumble, it's the producer on headset or the agent or whatever the term was at the time who knows when these spots are to give a heads up. And they're usually going to say like, you know, all right, hey, keep an eye on X, Y, and Z person. He's going to do whatever flippy bullshit that's going about to happen. Make sure you catch it. Now, they go over all this in advance. The Rumble is the single hardest thing to film uh, and and shoot. And having done it in WWE and then also a ripoff of it in MLW, like there's a lot of shots. There's a lot of beats, a lot of moments. Everybody needs to be in constant communication. And you're doing like 50 things at once. So every once in a while, it will happen 2007 was right around the time that they were doing the transition to hd so that could have also been a factor in some of the fuck-ups in terms of production and also kevin dunn's a piece of shit and he's not very good at television well i mean i'm just thinking like you know that the, the <laughs> famous the famous rumble botch from the 2020 botch where they miss edges first spear back yeah. so that wasn't him that was a producer's fault it was it's a little bit of both um they yeah. like but they also when you when you've watched it as much as he has like he can predict kind of what's going to happen and be prepared for it it's why i always get so mad at AEW for fucking this up because for a long time it was keith mitchell uh and uh now it's it's tim walbert keith mitchell did wcw for 100 years tim was our second director in, in wwe when it wasn't kerwin Silfies. like those guys know how to make wwe style tv and produce it so when they do miss things it becomes a little inexcusable because they're not rookies these are guys who've been around for a very long time um but i think that uh mike missouri is going to do a fantastic job in that role very talented guy uh he's going to blow it out the water so what do you think of the second hour robert uh um swerve and ar fox was was good storytelling because they do have a legit background with each other. It was tough because you're in defy territory where, where Shane is insanely over as a baby face. So you don't want the crowd to cheer him. So you have to put him in there with a guy that they're also going to love and know. And these two know each other really well. It was an athletic back and forth match that Soraya Sheeta Tony storm video package as, as good as the Brit Jamie one was, this was the opposite of that. Um, the idea of, well, I'm going to pick one of the two of you. Uh, you're both really good, but man, Tony Storm, you're the best in the world. And then Sheeta's reaction, like Sid not getting picked for the uh, WrestleMania match, was brutal. What? And this was pre-taped and filmed. They could I mean, have to be fair. Like this. Sid could give a shit about that. It was more him not getting picked in softball. Dan, I know, I know you have to leave. So can we talk about this quick? I, I actually, now I can't because I got to, I realize we got to keep going. So I'm just going to get to my show by hook or by crook. So. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. Um. Well, anyway, the fucking, um, 
you know, now Dave Meltzer is saying that that uh, Sasha is not going to AEW. You saw this, right? I'm sorry. I'm going to call her uh, Sasha for a little while. Mercedes is uh, not going to AEW. Uh, she's got to be going, right? At least for this tag match. Maybe she's not signing with them, but she's making no. an appearance. No? I mean, it's, it's Tony Storm. So why, the, match is Tony why the fuck did they do this for a month? Because they're they're, they're, tag they're... Match because their first match is going to be New Japan. What I'm saying is you think that yeah, because they thought it was going to be her. No, they're because they're dumb, and they that is wanted, so now dumb, they're brother. basically using this to make Soraya a heel because she picked you know Tony over Sheeta and was insulting to Sheeta. It's the the women's division is a convoluted mess. No, it's, I think she shows up. I'm guessing she shows up, and I'm going to guess this. I just invented it. Um, Dave Meltzer is releasing this false information that she isn't going to AEW uh, be because they stopped talking to him now. after the press conference. People stopped telling him stuff or something like that, and he's trying to get back in their good graces. So he's going to go, you know what? I'll act like you're not coming so people can get surprised for Well, me. Naomi's going to be back in WWE, and I think eventually Sasha's going to ask well, for yeah, obviously. more reasonable money and go back to, to WWE. Mo- and, uh, hey, Monet. It's Monet? Don't care. Um, the uh, the gun club funeral for FTR was fine for a couple of seconds. All I kept noticing was that one of the dudes looks exactly like Will Forte, and it was really distracting. One of the one of the guns. So they kind um, of both together look like Will Forte. There's a there's a little bit of, of that. Uh, the Jade Cargill Red Velvet versus Kiara Hogan and uh, Sky Blue. I mean, it's January fifth. I think I have my match of the year. I don't know about you guys. And then Darby and Joe. I get the moment they were trying to do. It felt like a reset. It felt like, all right, we gotta we gotta change course here and put this title on Darby. But it, it felt weirdly rushed. They were like, we're gonna stick with this as long as we can. And the match was maybe eight nine minutes. Like it wasn't terribly long. It was hard hitting and impactful. And they did all the the pre match Gaga. Uh, but it, it it felt like an odd course correction. And I'm hoping that this is them realizing like, okay, this TNT title needs to be our intercontinental title and we just need to build around Darby. And if that's the case, awesome. Uh, Having Sting come out as his dad, congratulating him on winning a little league was a little weird. I have a question for you guys. I know Samoa Joe's in nobody's Mount Rushmore or top 10, but even though he's fantastic, but is he the best? Is he in the Mount Rushmore? Okay, I'll say this. Is he in the Mount Rushmore of most multi-talented person within the wrestling business in the sense that he's incredible commentary, credible on promos, incredible matches, credible getting new guys over, credible heel, credible baby face. He could just do everything. No, CM Punk is great. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, also, man, Samoa Joe should have been in W. If, if, if the world was fair, uh, Samoa Joe would have been in WWE years before he was. He would have been booked as the monster he was in TNA, in Ring of Honor as well. You know, Foley was begging WWE, you got to sign this guy. He's a fucking a monster who can move. And and by move, I don't mean like, oh, like Bam Bam and Vader have some good matches. No, he can have like matches that are considered some of the best ever. Okay, you but channel instead, they were like, you got tits. And then, so since he had titties, they didn't let him do shit. Yeah, that's true. Titties, there's only one pair of male tits that Vince is concerned about, and that's Vince's own tits. Yeah. Or pecs, goddammit. Well, that was dynamite. My my main note from this is I thought they did do a good job filling in the roster they had tonight. Um, 
didn't feel redundant, but let's get to high spot, low spot. My high spot, uh, man, I have three, and I don't know where to rank him. Obviously, that Will Ospreay promo. Obviously, obviously Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. And obviously, the Dom video talking about coming back from prison. I don't know which one I liked more. I like them all for very different reasons, so I'll just say all of those are my uh, high spots. Low spot, uh, it's got to be Dana White slapping his wife before uh, a power slapping league is announced uh, a week later but wait what you didn't hear about this no dana white so he had a slap a... league coming out he has a slap yeah he's got a sl- i know he's got the slap league coming out because you want yeah, to talk hit about his wife he got oh shit slapping on video. his wife in the club on video you didn't so, see the video no when did this happen i mean it's not like ray rice or anything but it's take, uh, the, take the safe search off your google <laughs> 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 yeah man i mean but he he slaps her um yeah no he slaps her you know yeah i'll also do a personal low spot which i'm sure robert and scott will appreciate uh this pet last night i uh i did a uh i did a show in sunny side queens uh for a uh for a buddy of mine uh by the name of ruben and uh i got there and there was only two people in the audience but one of the girls there was like, oh, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So I had assumed she was a WrestleRuzz fan or else why would she be there, right? And they didn't ask me I was going to be on the show. So I get on stage. I was like, so big WrestleRuzz fan? She goes, what? Oh, my god! And I'm like, oh, yes. you like WrestleRuzz? She goes, huh? Pro wrestling? No, I'm a Greco-Roman fan. And then I go, all right. And then I went back into my head. Oh my god! It was chilling, man. It was chilling. I could feel my wife's pussy drying from home. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a nightmare. But Scott, high spot, low spot this week. Oh, dude, my high spot was uh, was everything. <sighs> Obviously, everything involving Osprey Omega, but also just staying up and getting to watch Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, I was wide awake this year for the entirety of it, which I don't know if I've ever done. Usually, I'll like wake myself up throughout the show and then really enjoy the last three matches. But I got to enjoy all of it. Kalisa was up with me, the fucking puppy. It was just so fun, man. It was just such, such a great time. And obviously I got to see a match that uh, a lot are calling one of the best ever. And I, I listened to the Patreon. If you, me and Dan talked about it for a long time, but a little preview of the Patreon is I really, and Robert, I know you watched this match too, the Osprey uh, Omega match. It's a match that you could rent individually at a video store if video stores still existed. Like, it in of itself uh, is a really great story that is worth checking out for anybody, not even a wrestling fan, just to go like, hey, this is what some, this is what wrestling is sometimes. And to show that to somebody, they'd go, God damn, that's just as good as whatever I just recently, whatever murder document. It's a lot like a murder documentary on Netflix that everybody likes. It's it's uh it's gory. It uh there's a lot of emotion and uh and the right guy won at the end. <laughs> no, it was the shit. You gotta check it out. Robert, what did you think of that match? Because I know you saw it. And I okay, just think it. people would want to know. Oh, okay, cool, cool. My low spot, it's not the Vince stuff, just because that's kind of funny to me. So, huh, low spot. Yeah, it's gonna be that Dana White slap. Because even Dynamite, man, even looking forward to Dynamite next week in LA and the matches on that card, like I am on a high in terms of 
what's going on in wrestling right now. The Nick Wayne, Darby Allen thing at the end of Dynamite. I don't know if you saw that, but Darby Allen invited Nick Wayne up. He's like 19 or seven. No, he's a kid, right? He's like, I forget how old he is. But he's like, once you graduate high school, I'll give you a, or or college, I'll give you a title shot. Some shit. It's just really great moments in wrestling this week. Robert. Uh my uh my high spot, I had a couple. Uh one nature boy Ric Flair was at SmackDown, what? didn't realize Charlotte was there and was going to win the title, and he left early. No. <laughs> the degree to which that makes me happy cannot be overstated. Um I also on Raw, there was a moment during the Alexa Bliss Bianca Belair match where they recreated the the zombie fight from scary movie which like just like moment for moment it was so fucking just ridiculous and goofy and dumb that they did this uh it was fantastic my my low spot of the week uh, uh Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom oh, oh fuck you I don't my low spot I don't understand we've been doing the show for long Scott, why have you not told me about this Will Ospreay guy? Like, I would have watched one of his matches before. This kid, in all seriousness, seriousness, the match was fucking incredible. And it was incredible for the reasons that that I and and Mike enjoy wrestling in a, a lot of ways, because it told a dramatic story from beginning to end i think scott you 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 texted this and you said it here like this was watching a movie they took you for a ride dan and aston and things like do you think osprey could main event wrestlemania after seeing this a thousand percent yes this was not a collection of really cool moves in an innovative way that would piss jim Cornette off this was an emotional story with beats and moments that felt real that felt like it had actual stakes to it it was uh, it was incredible uh, and uh, just a fucking blast to watch outside of the commentary. The commentary was just like nails on a chalkboard. Uh, <laughs> but if you watch good. it, um, Kevin Kelly was excellent. The other guy who doesn't know how to lay out uh, and Don Callis were. Don Callis was rough the, during it. The fucking yeah, drizzling I think, shit. You know, to me, the match was so important that even in those you know, every match has those moments where the commentators can joke around, right? But every time Don did it in this match, for the most part, I got pissed off because I was taking the match so seriously. Yes. Um, but Police was cracking up when he was doing it and it made her enjoy it even more. So I don't it's know. A, but for uh, me, man, I was so invested in it that I was like, why would you be joking? You know, um, my my little spot was the, the build up to this Sasha Banks debut and then it being not only a goofy AEW style debut uh having her cut an extended promo where the crowd wasn't really paying attention having her botch her one move uh and then them using her to sell a show at the san jose convention center that holds three thousand people <laughs> so she will be back in wwe by royal rumble 2024 uh mark my words yeah that was uh look i'm very happy she is where she is and I hope she does really cool things. With Obviously, that was uh, that was a very rough start. But hey, maybe she, you know pe- things like that make people stronger, right? So Let's she's a wrestler, that money, right? so She's got to know that sucked. <laughs> like she's not of just like horse, dude. And like you know, all the girls flew out for her. You know, um. But again, I they're also wrestlers and they smart and they got to realize that. 
what she did is really important. You know, she signed with New Japan, not with Stardom. So that's like historic and interesting. Um, and what an it, ROI they're getting on that. Oh, dude, right? They saw her do that move and they probably all looked at each other, right? Like, uh -oh. her, mat her matches are going to be three fucking minutes in that promotion. That promotion, <laughs> they think they think Vince was bad. Wait till that promotion. They're like, oh, oh, dude, do a yeah. three minute match and then 10 minutes uh, making us dinner. You That's the other thing. I, I want to see her in stardom where she can have a 40-minute match, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I want to see the post-show conversation between her and the Yakuza uh, who have invested <laughs> into this thing. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Dude, she comes back to WWE with, like, certain fingers missing. <laughs> Usually, uh, if that happens, it's just some sort of diabetic thing in WWE. But, yeah. Um, all right, folks. That's our show. We got a big week. Patreon, like we said, Scott and I are reviewing wrestle kingdom 17 maybe our least smarky episode ever because yeah man we had a lot of fun on that one so talking new japan uh we're gonna be uh doing on the uh five dollar tier i i reviewed royal rumble 2007 robert uh, i'm sure did raw next week robert will be back at raw i will either be doing a royal rumble or smackdown uh we will have a our, our main show and uh we're also going to be doing royal rumble 2000 my favorite royal rumble for patreon because originally we were supposed to do a slap the debut of the slap fighting league uh, but i don't think that's going to be happening anymore so step we're going to do bash at the beach 96 until then in the name of everything zach wash your hands and wait did i turn off the recording